Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Big Brother Club for Grown Men, a podcast where we discuss life and all its surrounding factors. My name is Chris Blunt, and let's have a conversation. Greetings, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Brother Club for Grown Men. First things first, I'd like to thank you all for listening. It's been a while since I posted, and I'd like to apologize to everybody for that. I have been dealing with my things and being busy running this company and also being a part of various um, productions and events around the city of Tacoma. So it's been quite the time just getting all the ducks in a row and making sure that I'm organized. It's a new year. I am older. (laughs) My birthday was in January, so... Uh, I, I do a lot of reflecting around this time. This is one of my, oddly enough, it's a favorite time of year, not because of my birthday, but because it's a moment of reflection. It's a moment where I get to kind of do the recap of things. And I, I brought that to this particular episode. Uh, this episode is about reflection. I asked a lot of reflective questions. We get a lot of deep conversations. Uh, these brothers were very open and it was a, a pleasant conversation it was a late evening on the Sunday evening. We had the drinks flowing. We had just very engaging conversations. Some of these people are just meeting each other now. And it feels good to greet each other under the foundation of acceptance and compassion. And that to me is is worth its weight in gold. It's worth the price of entry for coming in here and sharing yourself. So I hope that you all enjoy this episode and enjoy what we have to give to you. I hope this sparks conversation with your friends, with yourself and with others. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, man. Thank you for all coming in. I appreciate it. This is the first like episode of 2024. So I appreciate y'all for taking that brave step and coming in with me, man. This is um, this is a chill night. It's like four of us tonight. So we're going to go around the room. Uh, if you like, I want you to introduce yourself. And also, I'm going to start off with a question, because why not? And I'm going to ask y'all, what have you learned from last year that you were taking in this year? Okay. So you can start off with your name and then let us know that answer. All right. You first. Okay. Uh, my name is Chris. Uh been up here in the Northwest for uh, some time, quite a few time, uh, quite a few years, and I see what in 2023 that I've learned I can take into 24. Um, self doubt, mm. the 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 lack of the lack of self doubt. Um, that's probably been something that um, probably comes up quite a bit uh, in my life. Just having many years of overcoming different things uh, that probably, probably knocked me down yeah. and just having that, that, that talk. And, you know, we were pretty, we're pretty amazing humans. So, you know, if we keep pushing and tell ourselves like, Hey, look, you know, things ain't that good right now, but if I keep going, <laughs> something mm-hmm. better is going to come and it's going to work out and it's going to work out for the better in the future. Um, that's probably something that, that, the lack of having a lack of self doubt, mm. yeah, just like gotcha. nah, don't 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 tell don't don't negative speak, um, don't say I can't, 
um, say I will. That's probably the biggest thing for me in 2024. That's dope. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yes. Hi. Uh, once again, this is uh, Michael Motion Fix. I would say um, from 2023, it's been a buildup from the prior years. Um, what I'm bringing into 2024 is uh, the unwavering non-compromise of self-will, uh, basically uh, the self-will and and not to uh, waver myself as far as uh, doing what's favorable in my path and, you know, basically doing what I want to do and, mm -hmm. and, and not compromising for anybody mm -hmm. and also being selective about interactions and standing uh, strong on my particular values and, and, you know, being unapologetically me. And mm. yeah. Excellent. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Thank Embracing you so much, self more. Yeah. Appreciate that, Mike. You, sir. Hey, uh, my name is Jabari. Um, in 2023, I learned that uh, life has many intersections mm. and also uh, things can shift. And just to be aware of the shift, be okay with the shift, and um, and just check in with yourself. Mm. Those are all things that I took from 2023. And I'm hoping 2024 brings uh, more of a sense of peace, mm. uh, more of a sense of embodiment, um, and just really kind of seeking to reflect kindness and um, and just like good life. Awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, for me, 2023, what I what I took was the lesson that I had to be okay with the calm. Mm. I think that when you grow up in a life that could have been labeled as unstable and trauma-filled, uh, when things are calm, you tend to question it. Mm. I had to learn to be okay to say it's okay. Mm. Normally, we used to say things like, oh, knock on wood. And all those things like that. But I, I learned that, you know, there's definitely power in your words. We always all speak right. life and death. And I always want to make sure that I am breathing life within myself mm. and being and healing myself by simply telling myself that it's okay. And that helps me with my relationships. It helps me how I interact with people because I'm a lot less paranoid. Uh, I, I take that into my 2024 and I'm going to continue to kind of lead by that example in a lot of ways. Now, the reason why I brought that question up is that today's episode is about reflection. I think that my birthday is in January, early January, and I'm always big on reflecting the first of the year. It's like my time. It's my birthday time. And, and, it, and it sounds a little somber sometimes, but I think it's important for me to reflect because it gets me started for the new year. Right. And being at my birthdays on the new year, I I take advantage of that whole era, that whole vibe. Right. No. Uh, so but but for today, we're going to start and link back. Now, I will preface this with this is a very basic ass um, thing that I have to admit. But this idea came from not only just the era that's time, but a random Instagram post I came across. I was like, oh, shit, these are some good ass questions. I'm going to ask some people this, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so please, you know, if y'all listening and y'all like, I heard that shit before, of course you have. So I think, um, 
<laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get into it. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. So I want everybody to listen to it and um and here we go. So all right. Y'all know the rules. Like I asked the question, we go around the room. All right. So if you in the room with any with everyone that you've ever met, who who would be the one you would look for first and why? Everyone. So the question yeah. is, all right. So everyone you met, that would also mean that the ones that are not here. Yep, well. living or dead. Mm. Mm. So we are we going in a, a, in a particular fashion? Since I'm asking that question, mm-hmm. uh, what came to mind? Um, I think I would say I would like uh, since my my father's passed away when I was 13. I would say I would like to probably meet my father in my current state. Mm. Have a conversation with him in my current state, mm. and I have I have an uh, an idea of how you know he would be reflective in his character as I remembered him, mm-hmm. and uh, strangely, I think <laughs> I think my father would be real surprised about what kind of character I turned out to be and mm-hmm. and what what kind of uh exchange I would have with him, you know, in the mm-hmm. caliber of exchange. So I'll land that plane there. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I I'll go next. Um uh, honestly, I I had a sim- very similar thought. I I think I would my father passed away in 2011. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I would find my father. Mm-hmm. I would have a conversation with him. Because when we last left, I don't think we had as deep of a conversation as we were supposed to. Mm. We've had actually have great conversations. He was a great conversationalist. Uh, I think we we did not growing up. I wasn't really around my father a lot. Mm. Uh, he I always jokingly said he made guest appearances in my life. Like he'll pop in and be like, "Remember to be black" and all those things like that. But I think the way I live now, I find it ironic that we are way more like than we've ever been. Mm. Um, he is spiritually more present in my life than I've ever been. Mm. And so I just kind of, I would, if I could find him, I would A, tell him thank you, and also what's been going on, and just to get his opinion, because my father was very opinionated. Mm. And we would have these debates and all these things, and but I, I think that the way I live now is very much an homage to him in the way he lived I feel like we all play at a step forward I feel like the way I live right now has he would have loved it mm. and and even though like I, I you know struggle with my shit I think that it's still it's still a move forward mm. still taking taking steps forward so yeah I would I would find my dad it's like the, the next generation following is always the enhancement yes because mm. it because lineage is like a stream and not to get too deep, but yeah, lineage yeah. is a stream, and usually the uh, you know the offspring or whatever what comes after is usually what assumed to be the the uh, upgrade of what came before the predecessor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah um, I definitely want to say my mother. Mm. Uh, my mother, um, just a real brief history. My mother had had tragically passed in two thousand six. Mm. Um, and she was definitely the, the, the staple in our family. Um, you know, my, you know, my brick wall, I can lean on that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely seek her out, uh, to also let her know, Hey, this is, this is what you have produced. This is where I've gotten in life. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of tell her all the awesome things I've been doing, you know, mm-hmm. from the time that she had passed and how I, how I kind of overcame the things that, uh, um, that kind of, you know, plagued our generation, mm-hmm. you know, that generational curses and stuff that was kind of being blanketed upon me. Yes. Yeah, you know, I got over that stuff. I got over that stuff. Here, look, look what, you know, look what you produce. So that yeah. was definitely something I would, to somebody I would be looking, looking for in a crowd. Facts. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Mm. Rick. Uh, I think um, I would try to talk to my grandfather, mm. uh, my mother's father, um, and I met him, but I was so young that I don't remember it. Mm. Um, and he seemed like an interesting guy. Uh, he was uh, short in stature. Mm-hmm. And he had his own business. Mm. Um, he um, ran a carpentry and upholstery business that he basically worked for all of the uh, well-to-do people in his um, in his town in North Carolina, mm-hmm. North uh, Kakalaka. North mm. Kakalaka. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of interested in who he was. And mm. I've always really liked the idea, and in many points in my life I've done this, like working with your hands. Mm. Um, yeah. And the fact that that was uh, such a big part of his life. Mm. And I, I know that my mother uh, was very close to him, but my uncle, who was my favorite uncle, him and him, the two of them had friction. And so, I think a lot of times that happens when you're very much like somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm kind of just interested in uh, what type of man he was, aside from, like, the stories that my mother tells me. Because, you know, I think little girls can romanticize their fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to know just who he was and the type of person he was. And also just for him to know who I am is I imagine the things that I've done or places I've been or are probably things he never imagined. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of interested in how he would read that, you know? I mean, if you think about having a conversation with somebody who died in the eighties, mm. uh, mm. just kind of explaining to them that, you know, I look at my, a device that I hold in my hand mm. and I see images of people or that there's, I'm carrying movies in my pocket, or a, a, a way that I can um, communicate with the rest of the world, um, and and have that contrast, living in a small town in North Carolina and doing mm. upholstery work. Mm. I'm just kind of interested in that. And you're yeah. you're the you're the extension. So in a way, he's experiencing that through you because yeah. you're the extension. Yeah, that's right. beautiful. I mean, and you think about genetics and epigenetics and like mm-hmm. all the things. That I was just thinking are, about that. Are mm-hmm. passed on, like yeah, in in some respect, yeah. uh, I I am uh, just that continuation. Mm-hmm. But in some respects, uh, you know, he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I often wrestle with whether or not I believe in an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe in ancestors. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a concept that I want to share with uh, people about about the concept of ancestry uh, since we are here. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, when we, you know, just to add on, not not to veer, but um, I feel like we've been, uh, 
we've been conditioned to think when we hear the term ancestors, we always think that, oh, something came and gone. So yeah. I, I look at things as a continuum, like as a stream. It's continuous streaming. So the ones came before us, they're actually in the future. So what came after, we're actually telling behind. So mm. if there's a straight line going on, we what we're the tail of what came, and then what's coming after us is the tail. So I, I, I kind of tend to look at the ancestry in that sense, not in the sense of uh, uh, of something becoming a relic, stones and stuff. That yeah. that, that was something I've, I've been yeah. like coming to grips with and kind of thinking about seeing it in a different sense. I that, know it's, it's kind of a heavy thing to grasp. It but, is. And yeah. I to your point, I actually agree with you. Yeah. I do think that life is circular and energy yeah. mm. travels. Mm -hmm. uh, energy doesn't die. It just, it just, no, it just travels. It just, and so I think about that. I did that when I was doing a lot of uh, ancestral um, research for mm. myself last year, and it, it just became so powerful to me. And there was so much of myself I saw in these people, mm -hmm. so much things that felt familiar, and I had never been there, right? Mm. right. Or somebody'd be like, "Well, you know, you were there when you was a baby." Mm. And I was like, "I don't remember that," but mm. also how do I feel like, why do I feel so comfortable here? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think part of that is like, they really do speak through us. Right. We, we, and we Absolutely. speak through them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The imprint is, is really there. Mm. And I would say the proof of the imprints being really there is two examples. I would say grandfather and father. So like mm. my, my father was, a, was a drummer, mm -hmm. but when I was a kid, I'm a musician, you know, everybody know I'm a musician, but when I was a kid, my, my father, was never sitting there, hey, let me sit down with you and I'm going to teach you this music concept. Mm. And, I, you know, yeah. that that didn't, that didn't take place. Yeah. Okay. So that never take place. But the, the, the musical prowess, you know, grew on me. It's been there for a long time. That's yeah. that's that case. And then you have the case of my, my grandfather. Later on when I was, you know, later on in my 20s, he, he casually told me, yeah, I was a boxer, just nonchalantly says that, reading an obituary, he was actually a professional boxer line, lined up to fight uh, Muhammad Ali. And he Whoa. went under the name of Shorty. Wow. You know, that's wow. his name of Shorty, Willie, Willie Galat. He went under the name. And, and I used to always question myself, like, what is this interest in, in martial arts, these movements? Why do I have this, this natural interest mm -hmm. in it other than, oh, I watched the movie and being influenced by that? It was just, it was something more deep, yeah. And then that goes back to the the epigenetics with mm -hmm. the music aspect and the martial art aspect. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. My, I blame the Last Dragon on that. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Leroy, Bruce Leroy, Bruce Leroy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I am that was a, on that, that. That's yeah. definitely a beautiful classic, though. Yeah. Definitely you warmed up that, yeah. that, is, that, that is that is definitely a, a fixture in. Uh, Man. A black culture, black American culture, like mm -hmm. Last Dragon, yeah, yeah. you know, that came out in the 80s. It's going to be it's going to be 2030 and they're going to still be reverting back to that movie. It's very facts, important. Facts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, I think um, when I when it comes to the ancestors and influence, I think influence mm -hmm. is, is huge. Um, and, and to your to your exact point, my, my father was a playwright. He. Wow had his own local theater. Mm -hmm. He was a civil rights activist and mm -hmm. he, he did all these things and helped his community. And I didn't really grow up with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was just like, all right. And mm -hmm. yet and still, I moved to a whole different city across the country, end up doing the same shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it's it's very you, interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then there's my my mother's side, who are a family of caretakers, mm. um, and I find that there's there's a part of me that always wants to help people mm. and and take care of people, mm. uh, especially within my community. And so I'm a lot like my mother's side mm. in that way. So the, those are the two things marrying each other mm. in a sense. There's there's the love of the arts, and then there's the love of the spiritual. Um, care mm. and that that's two big things that exist in me and I think in, in a sense it's going to show up elsewhere down the lineage and mm. whether it's my kids or not mm. right it's definitely going to show up man so all right I'm going to move on to the next one yes is um forever on that stuff yeah, yeah. for real for real <laughs> and I, but I love it though like yes. all right so if they gave you a box with everything that you ever lost what's the first thing you would look for so My when socks. I think about the box, I think about the pan, I think about the pan, I think about the Pandorics, like mm. the Hellraiser. <laughs> this is so, so yeah, Hellraiser. Just, just to make a spin, I will look. I will look for my my memory of my teen years. Mm. I just, that just came to mind. Okay, mm. memory, memory, the memory gaze of of, of the teen years. <laughs> Really? That's what I'll look for. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the shot of someone else. <laughs> right. uh, I would I would look for uh, specifically. I got two um, stacks of or two folders of pictures that I did. Mm-hmm. I have of me playing baseball, doing martial arts. Um, you know, all the places I was traveling as a teenager um, mm-hmm. because of baseball. Mm-hmm. That I'm not going to get into details, but I lost in a in a, in a situation chip. So, anyways, I lost I lost that shit. So, hopefully, whoever did that, if you're out there listening to this, <laughs> you messed up for that. But anyways, we're not gonna get into details. But uh, we will not. But, but yeah, but, but I can gather. Got you, got you. So, just because I wanted to show my kids, like, hey, look, not and not because you know, dad was a badass and I, and I did all this cool stuff. Is that I, I was out there being myself. I was doing my thing. You know, I, I everything I put my hands on, I was doing it to the fullest. And here's my proof that every opportunity that I had to play for this team, um, to travel here and hit baseballs, uh, do martial arts over here and over there, that uh, here here you go. And it's like, oh, damn, you know, instead of being those dads, like, you know what, you know, being the Al Bundy. Mm-hmm. Like, you yes. know, back in, you know, in 76, in I was the Heisman, tra- you know, yeah. <laughs> Whatever day you ain't got no proof of that shit. You weren't doing none of that. <laughs> that's that's what I'd be looking for in a box. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. What I about? Think, I think for me, I um, <laughs> life has taken me a lot of places and mm-hmm. a lot of different moments where uh, economic situation has shifted back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once again, we're not going to go into detail. We don't have to go into detail. We don't. We Uh, we all relate. (laughs) At one point, I had a storage unit, and it had a lot of artwork I created. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. I had carved things out of marble and stone and painted a lot of things. And due to uh, some storage bill not being paid, it probably was on storage wars or something. Oh like yeah. That, yeah. You know? so yeah. Speaking speaking of storage, I'm gonna be honest. I, I was the type of person I'll have something in storage, and I'll be like, oh, it's too much to pay. I'm just gonna let it go. I, I, it's countless things I just let go through mm-hmm. storage and, and over the years. Like that'd be something like in the young twenties when you're just kind of. <laughs> 
floating, and you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even care. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. that, that was a nice mattress. It's gone now. Yeah. Whoever got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just things that, I, you know, I created with my hands. Oh, that okay. I would like to still be able to see. Yeah. Um, mm. And um, not not for any sense of, like, I want to be able to, people to show it off or anything like that. Just this was something that was created by these hands. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we all have hands. We all have eyes. We all have legs. Tactility. It's like (laughs) what you create with the things that you have, you know. Mm -hmm. Whether you're an athlete and you're in the moment and you're creating like this, this moment where you all are on a team and you're trying to go towards a common goal. Um, and there's always one team that wins, there's one team that loses. And um, just to be in that moment, just remembering that moment. And sometimes that could be from like a program from something or a, a printout of something or an object that you made or sheet music or a recording on a CD, you know, before music was all you know, just floating in the cloud. Mm-hmm. It's just um, a good point. Just be mm-hmm. able to have these things that kind of tether you to a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's I, a good point because I'm I'm thinking about when you just kind of mentioned that tail end. I was just thinking about once upon a time when people were writing lyrics, it was just handwritten, and that's something I still do, right. even mm-hmm. though I know people type in things and run through the phone. I've done that too. Mm-hmm. That might seems more efficient, but I I've been you know, kind of hardwired and programmed mm-hmm. to still kind of write things out. Yeah, it's yeah something that direct about representation. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's one of the and, and it can right. be messy as handwriting, mm-hmm. and the spelling can be off. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about that. It's a, it's a it's a record mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of of some of the some things that you made, something mm-hmm. that you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. a record of your existence. I like to think that there's a lot of emotion in in the hands of the things that we we create and we put our hands on. Right. I think that I I love, like for me, I write letters every now and then. I write letters to friends and people that I know every now and then because you can you can feel the emotion in the handwriting. Mm-hmm. It's something personal. That's something it, I used to yeah. do in the, in, in, in the the nineties. And it means when I had more. a long distance relationship. Yeah. I was all about writing those letters, and I still got boxes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yo, like I still write letters <laughs> like to friends every mm-hmm. now and then because it shows the emotion. It shows the 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 time we live in a very busy time, yeah. mm-hmm. and everything is really convenient. Mm-hmm. So to take your time to write a letter to somebody shows that you care mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to take time and think about them for at least like you know a moment, right? And you you know you have to go out and mail that letter. You know, you had to get a stamp. As opposed to doing a, a voice text. A text, yeah. That's very convenient. It's kind of the same thing in a way. You can look yeah. at it. Like the voice text is still the thoughts coming out. Mm-hmm. But, but that's that's definitely. But uh, the meaning of a letter yeah. means a lot. It means yes, that you took yes. time to put that effort in. Yeah. Uh, for me, if I can go back and try to find the, the thing that I lost, uh, it would be the pictures that I lost in Katrina. Mm. Um, I had a lot of pictures, Shite. moments, and memories that, yeah, yeah. man, I never. Which, which war? What, never which war were you in? And uh, Katrina, when Katrina happened. Um. Th- so here's the funny part. Because I heard, I heard Gentilly was like yeah. nine feet under. Oh yeah, Gentilly was bad. I heard it was nine feet under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was um, me. it was watermark to my mother's ceiling. Yeah, because I yeah. because yeah. where where I lived in Alpha Spain and Odin, mm-hmm. which is the second floor of the duplex, they said basically the water was like where the the level was mm-hmm. with the second. 
Like, it was wow. wild. It was Ooh. wild. The the irony of it all. Yeah. Um, for me, I had um I moved away about a month before Katrina. Mm-hmm. So my stuff was in storage and it was due to be taken out of storage. Wow. Like okay. the next month. So the so the universe kind of worked worked yeah, its way. Yeah, the universe worked its way. Yeah. And I had a I had an impending feeling um before I moved. I remember I was 25 years old and mm. I had this feeling I I I had accepted a job position mm. and I started looking months beforehand cuz I was like if I stay here I'm gonna die. Mm. And I thought if I stay here, I'm going to die means like, because New Orleans is violent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, was yeah. like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pro, pro, right? like pre, There's plenty pre, of reasons pre, to pre, think pre, that you may die. Katrina, I was just imagining that. And like, post-Katrina. It still, it was bad. Po, po, but post-Katrina, like, when, so I, I showed, I know you from New Orleans originally. I showed mm-hmm. up around New Orleans, like, the, the, the tail end of things, 20, mm-hmm. 2010, 11, 12, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there were granolas. Uh, you know, anybody listen, we know what granolas are. They were riding around. Facts. They were riding around with slippers on in the ninth war. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, the world has changed. Okay. The world has changed. How did? Yeah. How come they didn't rob y'all? Nigga? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, I'd be offended. I remember yeah. I, I went. Be, they, yeah. be, beach cruisers and slippers yeah. on, like, right. like, like, uh, you know, affluent white folks with granolas <laughs> riding around with, yeah. flip, with flip-flops on I remember going, ward. the power of gentrification. I remember going yeah. back home and I saw somebody like in the Sitz War area that yeah. that used to be dangerous and they were walking their fucking poodle. And I almost yeah. robbed their ass my damn self because I'm like, nigga, if I got to go through it, you do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So take, like, take your licks and, exactly. and earn your spot. Your I'm like, nah, baby, it's tradition, <laughs> bitch. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, um, Come out your poodle. I feel like everybody who grew up in like a... Like an urban situation mm-hmm. has that experience where they return home after yeah. they're doing whatever they were doing someplace else. Yeah. And it's a different place. Yeah. Like uh, the DC I grew up in mm-hmm. is a different place than it is now. Now it's like a mid career city that you move to. It's really nice. But, yeah. you know, the, the DC I grew up in was go go music and oh yes go-go. Uh, great history our, our mayor being on crack and um uh, she he was set up but uh <laughs> <laughs> hey speak, speaking of speaking of go-go just to insert uh i've been listening to like uh on, on um f uh, uh x x x radio what what is it oh XM Radio? Yeah, Uh, XM Radio and and Channel 43. You know, the kid and play, Ola, Ola, Mm -hmm. and and it reverted back to me. They were doing the goddamn go-go. They were doing go-go with that song. It was 100% the go-go track. I mean, there's a a lot of hip-hop tracks that kind of borrowed from From Mm go-go. And we were talking about Bad Brains earlier. You remember remember, uh, uh, um, No Condition? No condition. I'm gonna get real deep a little bit. No condition was punk rock, but it was also go 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 rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And guess who also was listening to it? And I can tell it was uh, Jane's Addiction mm-hmm. when they had the, that that the grocery store walk right through the door. Bam 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 bam. See, people didn't make that connection because they were bad brains, babies. Yep. They were fans. And they were doing good. They probably didn't realize they were influenced by Go-Go, but they were doing the yeah. Go-Go sound and that alternative rock music. Mm. Just yeah. had to slide that history in there. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. I appreciate it. There you go. All right, I'm going to move on to the next one. Is, um, I would say, did you? Yeah, I would say you answered your question. 
Did I answer my question? We're looking for a box. Yeah, you said the things that he's working Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my bad, man. Our bad. You're marvelous. All right, y'all. So, okay, so if you can relive <laughs> one day of your life, which one would you do? You can relive one day. Man, this is a tough one. I remember, I remember when you had sent that over, mm -hmm. I'm like, how, how deep and how real should I go with this question? Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to go all the way. Okay. All the way on this one. So go in. I mentioned earlier that uh, my mom had tragically passed in mm. 2006. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was actually murdered oh, I'm sorry. in 2006 mm. yeah. by my nephew. Mm. So uh, a nephew that I raised mm -hmm. and um, once again, I'm not sure how much detail I'm going to get into this one, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, no. So I raised him for... 13, 14 years, mm -hmm. my sister was doing her thing, you know, typical, you know, black family thing, grandma's taking care of the kids because the kids ain't really doing shit, yada, 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 right? I was doing my thing, going to college, came back home from college, um, was out doing business to business sales, mm -hmm. and I got the call, hey, you need to, you need to, you need to come home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what? You need to come home. Um, so got to my my mom's place and you know it's like a movie police tape everywhere mm -hmm. sheriffs uh we were living in skyway i don't know if you're familiar with skyway area mm -hmm. uh, renton skyway area okay oh so it was out here um yeah, yeah. like it was, yeah, it was way yeah, out here oh, wow. um yeah mm -hmm. there, i you know, didn't know skyway. that was how, i know skyway yeah skyway bowling alley oh wow uh, we lived a block or two from skyway bowling mm -hmm. um so i'm driving down the street with you know the the, the partner i was with doing the business business sales and the way there, I'm thinking like, uh, this ain't this ain't real. This ain't mm. this hasn't re this hasn't really happened. I think she's probably just hurt. This ain't no you know. Man, this is I know I know that feeling, man. You know, yeah, like when, right? when when that information presented to you, right? Like, really? Uh, yeah, well, really? Like, okay, whatever. Like how can how you yeah. how can you break that? I mean, how can you break that to somebody? Like, mm -hmm. hey, you need to hurry and get home. This is what's going down, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that was probably yeah. I you know got there. You know, long story short, um, um, you can also read about it. It's, it, it was in the news, news and everything. But uh, that was probably one thing that I wish I could change. I guess that's a question. One, one thing you can take back or go no, 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 or re revisit, relive a day. Oh, relive the date. Yeah, I'm sorry. Relive that the doesn't date. sound like a great day to relive, but I understand. Well, yeah, because you want to relive like, it to be like, what can I do to yeah, prevent sure. that? Well, I wish I could, I could see what was going to happen. Like, yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to go to work today. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah. So those were kind of things that mm. um, I never felt like I was guilty. Like, oh man, if I did, yeah. if I did this, this wouldn't happen. Or mm -hmm. if I did this, I never had those feelings. But it was like, okay, yeah. what if I didn't go to work today? Maybe I just stayed at home for a couple of days. Maybe I just, uh, uh, you know, those kind of thoughts. Yeah, came yeah, yeah. I, um, sadly enough, man, I had a very similar situation to yours, and um, we'll talk about it later. But it was it's definitely one of those things where it's so shocking it's almost like an out of body experience. It's a movie. And it's one of those things where like Yeah. Cause my, my shit, it was family. Yeah. And it ended up on the news. Oh, really? And, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. a thing where it's like if, if this is traumatic. <laughs> and the crazy part about it is you take yourself out of it. Yeah. And you you go about life, right? And you mm -hmm. you mourn like a, like everybody else mourns, but I right. think sometimes we underestimate the amount of trauma it causes. We do, and because you know we have to push forward, right? Yeah. Like I can't sit here. That's and be like, that's, yeah. that's something I realized, yeah. kind of like in a like in in, in the the black culture, mm -hmm. 
and just get uh, over it. You'll be fine. It's it's <laughs> right. It's, and it's some, like how something some, <laughs> something I re- I've realized. I I think it got something to do with uh, generations back. Uh, what 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 we've endured. Mm-hmm. Like things that are heavily traumatic, we've kind of learned how to like, hey, that's what it is. We push right. it through. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that in myself too. Like I feel like I have this kind of like kind of sergeant energy. Hey, yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. Push through. And you know what I'm saying? We we we've we've learned how to be conditioned a certain way to kind right. of just so and so's and change and everything. We're mm-hmm. trying to escape. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. okay. Hey, let it's there though. We gotta, but but, you know, but the, right? the, the, it's, it's the emotions are there. Mm-hmm. Emotions <laughs> are there. <laughs> yeah, deep down, really and and I've I've just learned how to channel it through like through the craft, like just art. Yeah, music yeah. Put your head like down. That. Pick this damn yeah, cotton. Yeah. We we be fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hold on. Let's do something about this shit. I think it's I think it's definitely edge stand from. Yeah, you know, culturally, generations. I think yeah. it's the 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 response to uh, years and years things can be heavily traumatic, and that's why we have reflective things like, you know, we'll we'll probably make jokes about certain people making, you know, certain other demographics make making big deals out of things that we don't think is such as big. Such yeah, a big right. Deal. I right. agree because of the gravity we've dealt with yeah. culturally. Go, well, going back to what you're saying earlier, it's yeah. it's it's a it's the, the linear line. It's ingrained yeah. in our system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whether yep. we whether we like Ooh. it, love yep. it, know or not, it's it's yep. it's, yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yep. there. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's definitely in there. Yeah. We're so, definitely yeah. some strong folks, though. We are. We are. <laughs> so so for me, if I can relive a day, this one is actually like a. I want to say a pleasant memory. It was when I actually got up to move from New Orleans to Chicago. Mm. Uh, it was a day trip. It was all day. It was a road trip. Mm. And I think maybe a couple of days before I had my going away party, mm. I jokingly said, the city will never be the same without me. <laughs> and I was not lying. Um, so, but um, mm. but like just the, the ride in there and kind of taking in that like New Orleans was all I'd never, ever known. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I may have visited a place for a weekend here and there, like around the, around the country. But I got guaranteed for you from yeah. Nola, boy. Yeah, some Nola, some Nola people that I met. Yeah, like, oh, this is all I know right here. Yeah, this is all, this all I need I to know. And I don't care. Yeah, if this is what it is. I was moving in my <laughs> purpose, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I was moving in my purpose, and I felt like I had to do something different. And I, and I credit one of my homeboys if he ever listened to my boy Ayo. He mm. had offered a space for me. Mm. And I had a job opportunity in Chicago. Mm. And I was like, shit, might as well. And I'll never forget, man. Just like the whole feeling, the vibe was I had so much support from my friends and so much love. And arriving to that city, like Chicago is huge. Mm. And so when you arrived there, I was like, oh, I live in the city city because I've never been to Chicago. Mm. I just took the job. Yeah. Right, so I'm riding, and imagine riding through the city. You're you're arriving to the city, so and I, I I love a good soundtrack. Right, yeah. so at the time I'm listening to Commons B, mm-hmm. right, okay. and I'm listening to It's Your World at what, the end what, of the Common what, what, album. What, what, was it com- Common when he was Common Sense? No, it's It's Your World, okay, Common. So you. like, it's it's a Dilla B playing, Common rapping, and I'm through downtown, and I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I I don't know, and honestly, my. And the reason why it's such a great day is because of the of, of what would happen afterwards. Like my future was totally different. My world was completely open. Mm. I would meet so many people from so many different cultures. I would redefine myself in so many ways and I've evolved more. Mm. And I was just and all it started was from all all it started from was just being open to something different. Mm. You know, and I I I love that day. 
It was a great day. It was all love. I was with my my wife, who was my girlfriend then, who was my fiance then actually, and um and, and a bunch of good friends who are still my friends to this day. So I, I I'm really am blessed to have that experience and to have that growth. You know what I'm saying? To be be open to that growth. I think I think it was great. Uh, what about you? Um, I think for me, um. My sister moved from Arizona to Chicago, and we took a road trip there, and I had flown out from New York. I was living in New York at the time, and um, I just remember wanting to rush the trip because I had to be back to work, and I wish I had just been more present and enjoyed the fact that me and my sister were driving across the country together and just... You know, taking taking time just to stop and experience some of the little sights along the way. I think we drove past a big crater that was in the ground that a meteor hit. It was like, I wish that we had just veered off and walked around the crater. Just enjoyed it, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you can't get little simple moments like that back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah as, as far as me, I was hearing hearing people I mean I hear you guys saying about revisiting for me it's it's kind of like I feel like at a place like I've I've accepted I've accepted all that's happened mm-hmm. before and and I just accept what it is yeah so I'm at a I'm at a place like I, I don't know if I want to you know, on contrary, I don't know if I have anything I want to like change and take back, you know, or just maybe be experienced again could also mm. be something like, you know, mm. you enjoyed it so much the first time. Yeah, you were yes. you like because I enjoyed that road trip with my sister and I just wanted to yes. experience it for longer yeah. and, and just be more present in it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of wonder, wonderful things that right. happened over the course of time, even like like mindless, mindless, youthful things, right? You know, play the pleasurable uh, memories and, and, and the nostalgic, uh, the nostalgic gaze and stain of things. You know, <laughs> I mean, it could even be like sometimes. Like I remember one time I had this bully, and I finally like stood up to him. I wish I could relive that. Mm. Several different times. Like, I've definitely <laughs> seen karma play play its role in bullies uh, back in the days. Not yeah, to go bullies. extensively into yeah. it, yeah. but I there's some bullies but, but to, need to be, but, but to, to out. But to <laughs> go <laughs> but but to go into it, I remember back back in the, back in the days, like middle school and high school. I feel like I was the type of person that went uh, went after bullies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes yeah. any sense. I was a nemesis to bullies. <laughs> for me, I think for me, I, I became, when it comes to like bullies and stuff like that, like we all kind of dealt with it at some point, especially if you were a quirky ass white dude. Oh, yeah. I think, um, <laughs> yeah. But for me, I, because I felt I was, I grew up where I grew up and there were a lot of times I didn't have power in my home. Mm. So, um, like power as in for like feeling that autonomy, right? Right. And I remember, right. If someone beef with me, I relished in it. Like it was because I was big on vengeance. I liked Batman when I was younger. I liked all these like vigilante shit. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> I am vengeance embodied. So like it would be like, oh, you want to be enemies with me? Mm. Excellent. 
I love this. And people were like, you are weird. Because I was like, <laughs> like, imagine beefing with somebody and be like, oh, this nigga's like Joker. Like, he really wants this. And he really will, like, he will he will push you. And I remember, like, I, I remember, like, being, um, I remember, like, a friend of mine, I was discussing this with a friend of mine, like, when I was, when I was a little older. When I was a little older than my, my past high school years. And he was like, yeah, man, remember, you wasn't a great guy either i was like yeah. what happened he was like because you bullied a dude i remember one time some guy was teasing me in the eighth grade right yeah and so you know how everybody's kind of ragging on you like one main dude's ragging on you but everybody's laughing and i just kept reading mm. and it was like and so one of my one of the classmates was like yo man that thing going off on you man you ain't gonna do nothing and i just looked up and said <laughs> oh man he's never gonna amount to anything so i'm i'm good and I went back to reading because I thought it was some cool shit Man, to say. Buddy, buddy put his head And that down. nigga was upset. Like, <laughs> he was <laughs> mad. And, <laughs> and I, can, I can see, but honestly, I can see the pain in his eyes because he's like, he, told hit that, something. he hit something. Yeah, I hit something personal in him and that was not cool. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. not cool. And the crazy part of it is my boy, my boy telling me the story and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that shit. And he was like, you know what the fucked up party was? He was like, what? He was like, that nigga actually didn't end up being shit at all. He got addicted to heroin. And I'm like, oh shit. God, God damn. damn. And I was I like, mean, fuck. Grace and I'm not saying I had the power great, to great, do that. Right, right, right. But Grace he, on him. You yeah. Know, you but know. but it's it's amazing how, you know, you the power mm-hmm. that people have. Just like when people used to tell me that I was just ugly and black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That would affect me for years. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, for me telling them, so that that was fucked up, and I felt bad, and I was like, oh, yeah. But they ain't, they ain't, they ain't around to see your Isaac Hayes fa- uh, nah. face. <laughs> no, nah, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. But, um, you know, hopefully he got his life right. And I was just like, but it, it really bought things. <laughs> I did some damage, but hopefully he got his heart. Like, yeah, right. Shit, nigga, like, <laughs> listen, it's the circle of life. Somebody, somebody fucked over me a bunch of times. Yeah, and I had to everybody get through. Gotta get a piece, right? Everybody yeah. gotta get their piece, man. And I'm, and, but I think true self reflection is when you know that at some points you've been the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I've definitely been a bad. guy. Yeah, before. I've been the bad guy, and I think that you, we all, I think when you are not like as reflective or. or are well-rounded mm. you 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 know everybody's done you something it's like everybody can't always do you something yeah you can't always be in the right there's some shit you were fucked up about yeah and i was fucked up about that right, right. there's been some times where i've just not have not been perfect right i've mm. not i've been far 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 worse than i need to but that's the beauty of growth mm. you can look back at and go okay i could have done that better yeah mm. and you can learn from that and what i like to do is i, I like to think about those moments in moments when i'm tested yeah. I'm like, well, the last time I did not react well to this. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But now yeah. I get to I get a chance to do better. Yeah, in you know? hindsight, when you speak about things I could have done better, I, I definitely realize like, you know, just being in in crowds and doing like like just doing like aimless stuff as a as a youth. Mm-hmm. And then I look back and I was like, you know, I you know, I wish I could, you know, I didn't need need to be there doing that and wish I could have done that. But that goes back to my point where I say I, I accept it because that's where I was at that point. I didn't have the experience and the wisdom to do contrary. So those things had to happen. So I embraced my flaw and my uh, shitty aspects of myself. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's important. That's important. And I think 
the way to get better is to recognize like, hey, some shit is just shitty. Yeah. Mm. Not, and not that that's just how I am. It's like that's something yeah. that I need to work on. Right. right. You know, I love one of the things I actually mm. love about being poly is that when multiple people are saying the same shit about you, it's mm. you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So hey, like yeah. that's, that sounds yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you embrace at the, at the time you embrace it. Yeah, kind of like, I right, really do. Like right, cool. I remember, right. I used to go on a bunch of chaotic dates, mm. and I, I was complaining. I was like, "Oh shit, it's me. I'm the chaotic one, and I'm attracting that energy." Mm. Yeah, maybe mm. I should get right within myself. Right, mm. you know what I'm saying? And I, I had to take a break and get right and start loving myself mm. because if I didn't, I would meet a bunch of people who didn't love themselves or definitely wasn't interested mm. in loving me. Yeah, self mm-hmm. self love is 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 the beginning of, of value or even yeah. having a value system. You ha- you have to uh, locate yourself and you know recognize yourself before you even lay out a sense of values. You know, yeah, and that's what it's all about for sure. Indeed, indeed. So I'm gonna move on to the next question. I feel like we spent a good time on it. I loved it. I love this though. I love this. Um, if you received a letter from your future self. What advice or insight would you look for? I would say uh, those those things that you were like looking back at myself, the future self. I'm thinking like Kang. <laughs> <laughs> the the future self would go back and be like, um, dude, you you had so much energy. There was no point of procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it. And I'm going to tell you straight up, like, there's there's so much immense energy in me, and I feel like I procrastinate things. The reason for procrastination is, it's, to be honest, is, is the state of the world. The state of the world can it can easily create a, a cynical attitude, you know what I'm saying, towards saying, like, uh, you know, that, that like things are a void you know, thing. There's a big void. Like there's, there's no saving what's going on now. Mm. And I know everything that's taking place. Trust me, I know it has has a purpose. But it's it's just the the human experience, the human uh, response to it, the emotions. Sometimes it's it's kind of like, what's the fucking point with with a lot that's going on in existence, especially when you're a person that is highly empathetic and tied into understanding like what's taking place in the world with events it can it can sometimes lead you into a place of like wondering like what's the point mm-hmm. but still knowing that i'm here like to express and have passion and move through passion that that's kind of like the tug of war with with that situation so land my plan with that that's awesome mm-hmm. thank you yeah. i think i would ask myself have i continued to heal have I continued to put joy first in my life? Mm. I think that is something that I continue to struggle with, mm-hmm. that I, I work on, but I hope my future self has gotten it a little bit more together. Mm. I think I'm better than I was five years ago, and I'm pretty sure five years from now, uh, I'll be better than I am now. Absolutely. But I think that at one point, if I was to question myself, like future me, I'd be like, hey, have you realized who you are? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, I know that it's there. I know that you say it, but you say it reluctantly now. But have you realized who you are? Yeah. And I I would definitely want to know in that aspect, how am I handling things? How do I handle my trauma? Have I embraced myself more? 
I think that is a huge thing I would ask because I've been through my share and I know that this is a um, it's an ongoing thing. We all grow and it's an ongoing thing. I'm growing. I'm healing. I've been through a bunch of traumatic shit that I'm just realizing is actually traumatic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's it's recognizing it's been, that it's been cultural to de- deal with it. Like, oh, this is an everyday thing. Yeah. You just get yeah. through it. And it's just regular hu- <laughs> and honestly, it's human shit. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. human shit. It wasn't anything particular. I mean, there was there was a couple of like very unique, tragic situations. But for the most part, a lot of it was just human shit that I just we just don't really um address in the way that we're supposed to. And so I think me realizing that now, it's like, all right, cool, where do we go from here? You know, like, how do you, A, like, this year I'm working on grace and gratitude. Mm-hmm. As as much as humanly possible, I like to have gratitude for something that I have and have grace for something that grace I need. Grace was a big word for me at one point in time. Yeah. I have a, con- a kanji tattoo on my back, shoulder mm-hmm. uh, shoulder blade, grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it, a, that was a big Grace word is so me. important, man, because a lot of times we are very hard on ourselves. Yeah. And we don't we don't give ourselves the grace that we need to because mm. we know ourselves, right? We know mm. that when we've been lazy, we know when we could have tried more. Mm. But but we we need to give ourselves grace because you know the universe the universe doesn't give you what you want, they give you who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so if we are living in a space of being hard on ourselves, life will continue to be hard on us. And we definitely have what it takes. What the universe mm-hmm. yields, we definitely have what it takes to deal with it. And we stop for a moment to realize it and and uh, analyze and accumulate all all the different uh, parts of the self. We definitely all have what, yeah. it, what it takes. We just right. have to put yeah. that work in. Yeah. What about you, Frazier? I think uh, the the letter I probably write to myself is that you are first 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 and foremost you are more powerful than you realize, mm. um, and I really comes down to um, the 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 self speak that we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, because um, I think I was having a conversation with my son. My oldest son is twenty two, mm-hmm. my youngest son is eighteen. I was like, you have to realize that the way you. And actually, I got to give some props to my my spiritual priestess. I have a spiritual priestess, by the way. Hey, uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, she she helps me out mentally a lot. That you have to be careful how you talk about yourself. Facts. You have to be yes. so careful. And, uh, and 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 I was going to say something. I was going to I was going to interrupt you earlier, Jabari, about you say you're hoping about some things you're going to want to want to do in 2024, right? Hoping. You have to take hoping out of your com- your conversation with yourself. Mm. You have to take that out of your vocabulary. There's no more hope. Mm. You, it's like I'm, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. I, mm. I want this for myself. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how it's going to happen. That's, what, that's the same thing with with with, with the uh, Deutschland when we were saying we're going. We're, we're going to. I told I told myself we're going. I've been it. said it, and I said it got it got to happen. This it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I said and we're gonna. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna happen. Yeah. So that's something I'll write a letter to myself. Like whatever you put out in the air, you have to. You have to mm-hmm. say that this is what's gonna happen. This mm-hmm. is what you're gonna do. This is what you're about. This is what you're gonna accomplish. That's real. And, and mm-hmm. you have to stop hoping or wishing. I think I'm gonna do this. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think I'm gonna make a hundred k this year. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna, you know, close that deal. I think I'm gonna drive the car that I want to drive. You know, it could yeah. be the simplest or the biggest thing, or yeah. you know, you know, I, I, I hope I hope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Elim- I hope I'm gonna elim- be a millionaire. Elim- eliminate the damn way. The, the, you yeah. just say 
that's what's going. That's down. what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just it, it may take you five years to do it, but but yeah. if, but if you say if you're going to do it, it's like oh shit, yeah. five years are going to look back and like facts. I, I did this shit. I got a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I was going to ask, right. what right. questions would you ask your future self? Um, the, the, what questions would I ask my future self? I was like, oh, I mean, your first thing is you always ask, like, where am I going to be in ten years? Mm-hmm. That's always yeah. a, a, one question. Yeah, and I think that's something that, 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 that question or that five year question or ten year question is probably the downfall of of a lot of young men mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of young black men. Yeah, of like, oh, I'm supposed to be this in five years. I'm supposed to be that in ten years. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Uh, you, you know, you you when you, you have sing, you have situations that happen. You don't you have no control over. When it. you say acid, diffuse yourself. I was thinking, it says like, why the fuck did I do that? Well, yeah, that's the concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why, why did I do? That? Why did I make the decision? Well, you know, you're thinking with well, this head, and that's what the other head. Yeah. That's why that happened. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but really, we have to get to a point. Even for our youth that have come behind us, you know, you have to stop. Um, you know thinking about what what could what I could be in the future and it's like mm-hmm. okay this is what I want to be this is what I want to do yeah I hope this is gonna happen you know that's mm-hmm. that's something I'll probably ask myself like uh uh what what steps do I need to take to mm. get to where I need to be it's at? a good one yeah it's a good question what steps do I need to take yeah. take this take that yeah. step it may be 15 steps for this one thing it may be three steps mm-hmm. for this one thing you know, some things are easier to obtain. Some things are harder. But if you take the necessary steps, mm-hmm. you will get there. Excellent. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Well, I think my future self should write the lottery numbers down. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Just, just hey, for my, real shit there, for like, my like past it. self, right. just so we can get to a, a nice-sized bag. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of lottery, uh, you going up in DC? Did they practice a culture of numbers? They played numbers, right? Oh, playing the numbers. Yeah, because because a lot of people don't know mm. from our culture, lottery came from our culture by way of numbers. Numbers was before lottery, and they got influenced. Am I wrong? The numbers was like um, being a numbers runner is an entry level gangster position. You know, <laughs> I, I want to disclose, but I have some family, some very close family members that was integral with with numbers mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But numbers was the thing before lottery, and they got the lottery came from the numbers culture, which was our culture. The, mm. That's what I, that that's what I believe. Yes, yeah. somebody proved me wrong. Or anything lottery, they they got them because lottery popped up. Lottery what? Lottery pl- popped up in the late 80s, but numbers was going on way before that. That even go to Harlem Renaissance. Yeah, the, num- they, the they numbers have been yeah. around for a while. We used to run the numbers, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they, yeah. Got, they yeah, got the Number runners culture. even existed even after the, the state lottery came out and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an interesting history. I'm, I, I I'm, think, into, I, I'm into the history of that I, type I, of I, stuff, I too. think lottery, I think, yeah. really think lottery got, they, they bit, bit our culture. Mm. I really think lottery came came from the numbers concept. Isn't, I really think so. But aren't most know. things American culture taken from black culture? That's true. You know what I'm true, saying? At the true. culture, but but the thing is to separate it is a farce because black culture is American culture. And mm. boom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boom. We, we helped build boom. this shit. You know we, we won't even say that. It it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh yeah. a, uh US culture without FBA, not at all. No. So not that's at all. yeah, so that's that's that on that you know <laughs> but um i guess what i really would be interested in from my future self is uh did did uh me and 
him, future Jabari, do we have a fine piece? Mm. And how do we do it? Mm. You know? Because um, I think um, that's one of the things that I'm always in search of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that can manifest in different ways in different people's lives, mm. you know? Um, what brings one person peace doesn't necessarily bring the other person peace. That's right. And so I'm interested in finding out my path to that. Mm. And so. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and I'm, I'm on my second to last question, but um, this is an interesting one. What or who are you struggling to forgive at this stage in your life? Well, I'll go since it's grabbing. Um, here's the thing, like, like I think for me it'll, it'll come close to, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, mention anything particular, but it'll be mm-hmm. like a, 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 a loved one, you know, you've spoken the words of forgiveness, still interaction, but you know that that crud still kind of kind of linger because you want to you want to know more about what you felt like was betrayal like the more detail of betrayal like as if it's going to make you content but that more so works with the self so so that'll that'll be something with me you know working on internal acceptance and 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 uh my decisions, my decisions and my wholeness is not based on someone external of me. So that would always come back to me of me it's, uh, accepting myself and, and understand that we we are all subjected to flaw. Mm-hmm. So that that would probably be lingering somewhere with like past loved ones, like uh, I mean past uh, partners, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Something may have happened, you know. Yeah. Things in the realm of infidelity, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I understand. Understand. Yeah. I think um, for me, forgiveness is relinquishing power for things that disturbed me. Mm. I think that I even to this day there are some things that I struggle to forgive. But mm. what I, what I've learned is that I had to relinquish the power that I give them. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why they hold any strength, why they hold any value is because I gave it to them. Right. Because they exist whether I believe it or not, right? So, like, what they did is what they did. How they treated you is how they treated you. But it's like, how much power do I give that shit? Mm-hmm. And I think by re- by removing the power, removing the importance of it in my life, because it it's all like, honestly, none of that shit compares to the life that we live today mm, right right so I, it's about now yeah right, it's right. about now so presently i'm good i'm here i'm alive i got my business i got my things right so like everything else in the past is or things that i would hold hold up that shit don't matter them shit don't people don't have no value you know, and so I think there it's, are wonderful people popping up in the current time. Yeah, there are wonderful people popping up. I have so much to be grateful for. So the last thing I need to give power to is some motherfucker who don't care. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like and leave them where they stand. Yeah, leave mm. them where they stand. So I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, I, I, 
I don't give that power. But I will say that, like, as confident as I sound right now, it's a thing that I struggle with. Because every once in a while, I want to give them some power. You know what I'm saying? I check my Google Calendar. I'll be like, I got time today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, um, I, I, I try my best not to because it's it benefits me to focus on the things that are here and focus on the people that are there for me and the ones that are not there for me. They don't matter. Not even to give them in negative energy. Don't give them any energy. No. Yeah, none at all. No, nah, because mm. giving them negative energy still highlights still energy. them. Yep. yep. Still highlights them. Uh, what about you? I, I have to say, um, you know, going back to what, what we talked about earlier, the, the forgiveness part of, you know, the, the tragedy I, I mm-hmm. experienced, my nephew, you know, someone I had raised to, for many years and, you know, uh, uh Lots of things have happened with relationships and friendships that have ended. And, you know, th- those things were easy to uh, forgive and kind of smooth over. Like, all right, you know, you're being an asshole at this point in time in your life. We didn't agree with something here. All right, cool. You know, bygones, but be, be bygones and was move on in life. You know, past employers that did you wrong, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we, we've all been through that, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, whatever, we're done. Absolutely. That one situation or that one you know, event changed the whole face of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have this juggling act that I do with myself sometimes, like, okay, what if? You know, I ask myself, what if this didn't happen? What if That's this a did great happen? series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it right? is great, yes. You know, it's like, what if this didn't happen? What if that didn't happen? Where would I be today if this didn't happen? Where would I be today if that happened? What if I was there? So that was something that I can say to myself, that's easily, that, I, that's, Somebody that I, I have not forgiven. And for I think for about, shit, for about five years, I was lying to myself, thinking like, oh, I, for, I, I, I forgive, I'm fine. And and I had to come back and mm-hmm. I was like, nah, it's, I'm still holding on to that. I'm still holding on to that. So I understand. Probably, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's a scar. So, it's, it's, you know, we have uh, physical scars that show. Mm-hmm. But see, see. We, we always talk about the concept of uh, what's external is internal. Mm-hmm. So we also have internal scars too. Mm-hmm. That's what I was something I was uh, contemplating uh, probably a few days ago. Like just as much as external scars that we have, we can look on your hand, whatever, we have internal scars too. Mm-hmm. Right. That 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 uh, remains. Yeah. So that's that's and the, and too. the forgiveness is for us, not for yeah. him. Yeah. 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 You, you sir. I think uh, for me, I just want to get to the point where I can forgive people who hurt me, whether it be physically or emotionally, when I was too small to fight back. Mm. You know, um, you know. To this day, I'm in a I'm in the weight room, lifting all the weights, trying to get big enough to fight the people who I couldn't fight when I was three or four yeah. or five, six or seven. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, when my dad used to beat me when I was a kid for mm-hmm. like a little infraction that things that I don't even think are worth mm-hmm. like assaulting a child for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, um, when I, I, I went from being in an all black school to an all white school and the little white kids were just saying, oh, you must be from the ghetto and da 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 da. And, mm-hmm. you know, like all those little things that just kind of calcified and, you know, really kind of made me kind of react and, um, and build armor. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You know, like I just, um, I, I wish I didn't have to have felt like I needed armor. Mm-hmm. And like, what does childhood look like when you don't need armor to get through it? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Like I, I just wanted to be happy and mm-hmm. young and joyful. Mm. Um, and so I, I struggle with forgiving that. And uh, my, my father has since passed away and that's a, a conversation I never got to have with him about accountability. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that I interacted with, I never got to ha- hold them accountable about things that might be aggressions or microaggressions. I'm like, listen, look, these things really impact a young person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that child, I still carry that child. Mm-hmm. That that child that was scared. Yeah, yeah, they're still in yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still, still just adult yeah, children. We're, still here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're adult children. Yeah, we are. That's we all are. we are, really. That's, all right, man. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing. All right, so last question. We'll go around. Um, I, I love this. There's this movie that I, I enjoy that I love, and it's called Vanilla Sky. Oh, And man. a lot of people hate it, but I love no, it. No, no, no. That movie is heavy with it's symbolism. It's heavy. It's so great. If, you, if you're knowledgeable about the occult, yeah, it's so, it's so symbolism. Like, it's, yeah. it's great. It's a remake, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, originally, Open uh, Your Eyes. Uh, 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 open Your Eyes, yeah, a Latin so, American film. Yeah. Yeah, both so of like, them had Penelope Cruz. It is. Yeah, yeah. both of them have been playing the same role. Mm. So, yeah. So, one of the questions that I remember, well, there's so much that stuck out to that movie for me, but one of the questions that always stuck out to me was, um, what's happiness to you? When I meet people, sometimes that's the first question I ask. Um, What's happiness to you? That's my icebreaker. And I wanted to ask you that before we leave here. Mm. I know we discussed a lot of reflective and heavy things um, that affect us all. But I want to know before we leave, what's happiness to you? Happiness for me would be like um, fellowship of any sort. Mm without the interruption of routine life. Routine life would be, structured life would be me like clocking in at work or something like that. Like for example, this is a prime example of happen, even though we're sharing story, stories, mm-hmm. this is, is some kind of fellowship is like a joy to me, like people get together and, mm-hmm. and interact. You know, just, hey, we can be, you know, it can be like a handful of people, uh, you know, in a place where there's food and, and converse, conversing and stuff like that. And um, happy, you know, what we live in, happiness exists in pockets realistically. Mm-hmm. And the happiness is, is just in those, those moments when you're not, you know, worried about the, uh, the treadmill or whatever, or what, you know, what's, what's calling you out in the world to, to pull you to, to pull your your attention for attention to create the tension you know mm. what i'm saying like that and that's what happiness is for me it's just you know capturing these these moments separate from the machine and, and embracing you know that's so. yeah what about you i i i kind of to add on that happiness um having that community you know, having a community mm-hmm. of people that are like-minded, uh, mm-hmm. you know, men, women, whatever, uh, you know, we express that we're 
multiple relationships with poly or whatever and mm-hmm. that's like that that intrigues me of being in a community of uh like-minded people that are trying to uh get to you know just any type of enlightenment you mm-hmm. know where it, you know if you're if you like if you love to garden cool i love that too if you want to go shoot a bow and arrow cool mm-hmm. i'll you know whatever you know just just yeah. the most abundant and mundane things cool this is you this is you and you're now doing it in a in a sense or in a um a safe space like we have here of you can be yourself and there's mm-hmm. no judgment yeah. i'm not going to tear you down i'm not going to tell you you can't do this anymore you're doing too much of this it's just really a community feeling of we're all moving along in life we mm-hmm. all support each other and uh we're going to get to where we need to be to be fulfilled Mm-hmm. That's that's something that is kind of will bring me happiness that's to cre- to create that 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 community that that bond between people. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, I've always talked. Actually, you know, me and <laughs> me and Michael, we always talk about like you know, always having a group of men that we can get together with, and it's like, hey, let's let's have some experiences together. Yeah. 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 You know, because yeah. all all of us come from a different background. Yeah. Right, and, and we can all learn from and each. We other. all can learn from learn from each yeah, other. Absolutely. But if I'm closed off and like, you know, I only want to do what I want to do, and you know, fuck you, and do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm closing myself off to all these different experiences I could have. Mm-hmm. And 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 now, you know, I'm I I'm not I'm not growing. Yeah. I'm I'm no longer growing. I'm just kind of staying in the same spot. Okay. So, building that clean slate to draw whatever you would like to draw mm-hmm. and create. Because we like we're all creators in some right, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know anything about trying to do anything visually, cut podcast or uh, art, music, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be I want to be engulfed in this so I can grow as a person. Facts. Absolutely. But Absolutely. you know, you know, but if I don't if I don't create if that person that I'm trying to learn from doesn't create mm-hmm. something safe and sacred that I can do that in, mm-hmm. and we're we're, ne- we're all not going to grow. So that's that's something yeah. that will be bringing me happiness. Thank you so much, yeah. man. You, sir. I think happiness for me are pockets of freedom I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, that freedom isn't always just like, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. It's, but it could be freedom within limitations. It could be freedom um, to uh, have a change of thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a freedom to grow uh, as far as who I am uh, like for instance um, I'm I'm a um, I'm a vegan and I uh, when I used to eat meat which is years and years and years ago now I felt like I, I kind of had all the different types of meals I could mm-hmm. and then I started experiencing new types of food when I applied a limitation to it and so that was a new realm of freedom um, and sometimes freedom is freedom to exercise discipline, the type of discipline that is important to you. Uh, freedom to love in the way that you want to love, to be cared for in the way you want to be cared for, to um, to dream in the way that you want to dream. Um, so for me, happiness is that freedom. Nice. That's awesome, yeah. I have Similar to you, I, I would say happiness is um, joy with no fear. I think mm. for me, being in the space where you can be, I think we hinder ourselves a little bit when we're 
we have our moments, right? Mm -hmm. right. There's a happiness, but we always got to be like our head on a swivel. We always got to mm -hmm. look around and, and pay, we've been taught that since children. Pay attention to your surroundings because things could always pop off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a hood random shooting or fighting or things like that, right? We always have to have some sort of thing going on where we have to feel like we protect ourselves. You got to back your car in when you, exactly. when you drive someplace because exactly. you might have to drive but, off real quick. But <laughs> even in those moments, there are moments of joy. There are moments yeah. of happiness, true happiness, yeah, yeah. where we do not think about anything but what's going on in that present moment. Wow. And those are moments for me of true happiness where I don't have to worry about who I am or the world that, mm. that exists around me. I can just be a happy human being right. and, and be thoughtless, right. really, in the moment and truly enjoy that time. Right. I think for me that that is that is happiness, and I know that happiness, just like love, is an action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you do those things, and it's fleeting. You're not going to be happy all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it 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 ebbs and flows. So it's just it's fleeting, but it's it's a moment where, um, I don't I never recognize it in the moment. I just am, mm -hmm. and then I go back and be like, oh, I was happy then. Yeah, it was cool. So yeah, that's that's how I look at it. It's moments of um. Moments of no fear and and moments of, of freedom. In, and in I've noticed yeah. there's also moments of uh, completion, like mm. completing something that, mm. that brings a sense of happiness, uh, you know, moving through a feat or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. completing something. Those are moments of happiness. Uh, uh, consistency brings ha happiness, like consistency when it comes to uh, – certain goals or or uh short goals long term whatever consistency brings happiness do you really feel happiness when you complete something because for me happiness is in the middle of pursuing whatever i'm pursuing mm. like you know what i mean like when i if i get something i'm like okay or more in a sense of a, of an upheaval yeah. like okay some mm -hmm. something like Cause yeah, you're right. Sometimes you can finish something like it can be like a feeling like what next or whatever. But just the up, right? up mm -hmm. of something, continuation yeah. of something moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like a it's symbolize happiness can be the symbol of a cursor of something that's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Upheavals and something that's ongoing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you all for coming in. I appreciate you, Chris. I appreciate you, Michael. You. I appreciate you, thank Jabari. You. you are all been great. I feel like we got a lot of great stuff out, man. Uh, thank you all for listening to those listening. Thank you all for joining in on us. And please feel free to talk amongst yourselves. Have these conversations with your friends as well. Uh, for now, this has been the Big Brother Club for Grown Men. It's a good look. We got another episode out the books, y'all. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate thank you, you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Pleasure.